Last week, we talked about turning life's interruptions into fuel for your purpose. This week, we talk with two business owners who are leveraging their influence stateside to change the world. After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes? A job change and a couple of pivots and for-profit leadership later, we're on the search to get that question answered. If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you. We believe that the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We're really, really excited today because we have just phenomenal guests. We have Justin and Jenna Bakken. They're, uh, they currently run Extra Mile Construction, helping people build their homes and helping people just have amazing, beautiful homes to live in. But what's really awesome is that they have also figured out how to support nonprofits and efforts across the world with the skills that they've acquired and just the business connections that they have, just funneling resources and learning and education into these places. And so, uh, Justin and Jenna, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Guys. Yes, thank, yeah, you. thank you. We're excited to be here. Thank you so yeah. much for the opportunity. Super excited. Yeah. So, uh, what we always have our guests do is just kind of give us a little bit of a background. Like, how'd you guys get where you are today? How'd you end up running the business that you're running? But then also, how'd you end up, you know, having this heart to change the world and help people far away from home? Yeah. That's well, a great question. You want to start with your story a little bit? Sure, I can start. So um, my name's Jenna, and Justin and I have been married about seven years. We absolutely love it. I pretty much each other's best friends. We travel together, work together. We do just about everything together, except shower most of the time together. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not big enough yet. Yeah, got to build ourselves a bigger shower. <laughs> you have the resources. Yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're currently renting our own space, so we can't quite do that yet. But anyways, so I um, am really blessed. I was adopted when I was a little girl, 10 years of age, along with a little sister and brother, biological, into the same family in Minnesota. I grew up in a beautiful Norwegian, fair-skinned, blue eye, blonde hair, left side eating, Jesus-loving family. <laughs> Don't you know family? <laughs> Don't you know family? Very Minnesotan. Very... Um, so I love everything, Minnesota, the culture, the weather, the, you know, you step out after going to the gym and your hair is freezing. It's just incredible. Um, I was born in Guatemala, I believe. At least that's what I was told. I was <laughs> raised in an orphanage for about five years. It was a beautiful experience. And I think a lot of the way that um, the passions that I have, uh, and Justin as well, is was shaped by that experience. Uh, I remember I had the opportunity to go to a private school that ladies from Texas uh, funded my school going along with a, a couple of other kids there in Guatemala. And I remember something that really stood out to me was in art class when a teacher asked us to draw a picture of our family. And I saw all my, you know, schoolmates and friends drawing and it just didn't make sense to me because they had just very few people on their on their paper. They had like three or four people and a dog. And I started drawing on it. I was so confused because I'm like, how am I supposed to fit 45 kids and 10 ladies on my paper <laughs> <laughs> and no dog? <laughs> so just... Uh, it was just different growing up. You know, it was beautiful. We were really well taken care of. And something that stood out to me a lot is we'd have, you know, 
American Scringles, affectionately, you know, it can be an insult, <laughs> but it's with love. Come and visit um, Guatemala or just people from um, from our city. They come and they give gifts. And I just remember how much receiving a gift for Christmas mm. meant to all of us, every single mm. kid. Yes, it man. just completely yeah. impacted me, and I didn't know it until looking back. And just having someone stop by, visit, play with you, hang out with you for a little bit, it made me feel so special and it made me feel like I mattered because somebody took time out of their day to do that. And I feel like back then that just put a little seed of of what's starting to sprout now, which is a hard to help hundreds of thousands of kids know that they matter, that they're seen, mm. their voice is important, they have hopes, they have dreams, and it's 100% possible for them to thrive and succeed no matter where they start. Mm. So that's a little background um, about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I grew up in Elk River, Minnesota. <laughs> you grew up as a Lefse eating. Yeah, yeah, I, was like, yeah I grew up as a Lefse eating, uh, don't you know, kid. No, my, uh, a little bit of our, like how I kind of got put into this is my dad actually had a construction company and um, had at the time, well, to 2008, uh, he had, I don't know, something like 25 to 35 employees. Um, and, uh, but one of the things that we used to do is besides the construction companies that he, he would, he had a nonprofit called Hope Filled Hands. So I grew up going like one of my earliest memories is, um, when Hurricane Katrina hit, uh, he, like, I think it was like not even a week later, he packed up like all the tools, put everything in the trucks. Um, him and my grandpa went down and drove, down there and just started taking you know they got down there and there's just trees everywhere so the first thing they started is just clearing off pathways and roadways for people to get out of their homes and um so i went down there helping uh, relief sites i grew up traveling a lot went probably went to almost 10 countries by the time i was 19 and then another i don't know quite a bit after that so I grew up seeing my dad work with Millard Fullard from Habitat for Humanity, um, now Fuller Center for Housing. So I just grew up around a lot of cool guys that were like I aspired to be, but I didn't want to work. I don't. I never like. I would come back <laughs> into the summers and just I'd have to work um, cleaning job sites, all that different stuff, and I hated it. I still do. It's like, <laughs> but but like all my cousins always make fun of me because I I've been so like I'm. I'm, my opportunity has been I've been so blessed because mm. the way I work is just different than what I was gr- brought up to being you know like mm. uh, a lot of my construction culture they they love like the guy who's on site you know when homeowners ask me like are you gonna be on site working for me here I'm like no I'm gonna be coordinating everything you know I bid it out I deal with you when there's an issue and like some days I'll put on my tool belt but I'm not that that's not where I'm supposed to be you know I can. I'm talented in it and gifted in it, but I'm I get more frustrated and I start throwing things as soon as right and people start hiding. Um so anyways, so once when Jen and I met and started dating, we realized like I had a heart for I just I don't it wasn't necessarily I didn't like by the time I was twenty I think I traveled to almost 35 different countries and just seen wow. like worked with a lot of organizations and I just didn't know where to plant my feet. 
I didn't like it was like a shotgun. You know, I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. it was like I just want to like I didn't really care where it was. I actually, if you had the most crazy food, I would go there first. You know, eat the guinea <laughs> pigs and tarantulas oh. stuff like that. Um, but then Jenna's like, you know, I met Jenna. She talked about Guatemala. And then, um, so basically I convinced her not to go, uh, with YWAM and before we got married, cause I'm like, if she goes to YWAM, we're never getting married. <laughs> and so I like, I'm like, Hey, we should get married before. And then take a three month honeymoon, um, yeah. to Guatemala and travel around. Then you don't have to be tied down to an organization. Then you don't have to be tied down and not that those things are bad, but where I was at, I'm, I was anti almost every organization <laughs> because I, I saw, I saw a lot of negative things that I didn't want to be a part of. Sure. I'm not that, you know. Yeah, so as so, soon as we got married, we took a three-month honeymoon. And we backpacked. Yeah. We put as much as we could in really cute travel backpacks, and we <laughs> traveled. Um, I think a funny story, one of our travel trips, we spent a night on our honeymoon with five other men, grown men, in the same room. And the story behind that is we had gone on a trip to a jungle, right? And we had reserved our own spot. There's electricity there for about two hours a day. And we get there and we let the person that was behind us go in front of us because we're like, yeah, yeah, we're still deciding on a couple things. So this man went in front of us and he literally took the room we had reserved, like for our honeymoon. He oh, took no. that room. <laughs> and, so and we're like, thankfully... excuse me, and we're like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> no, that was actually that was our room. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> he's like, he took it, but anyways. we had befriended four or five other men <laughs> yeah. on the trip, the backpackers <laughs> from all over the world, and so we ended up staying in a little loft. You know, really cool <laughs> tropical. No, it was an attic. It was, <laughs> it was literally so. It was Last literally the attic. No, 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 it was literally the attic of where we were trying to stay. And the people that do you hear what just room... happened? This is like the real estate agent calling a small house cozy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a loft, no it's attic. A, yeah, it was a loft space. like full of bugs, and I remember like oh, there's spiders everywhere. You weren't supposed to stay up there. And, oh man. Yeah, and Jenna, oh. I remember Jenna just staring at me. She was just like, what? are you doing like why am i here she was so angry because i didn't i could have been like i could have probably argued my way to get us a room but it's just but it wasn't my personality it wasn't my personality i'm just like hey this is great we had a lot of firsts on that trip yeah a lot we got to we pretty much had i think one maybe two contacts in guatemala and we have over a hundred or more now and just i think everyone's our best friend i don't know if they feel the same way but we do they're just amazing Uh, we had so many fun experiences foods culture and that's where we just fell in love with yes for sure this is where we want to give back whatever that looks like so over the course of the next three years we kept traveling back five years five years no six yeah Yeah. five and a half years yeah Yeah. we come home work our jobs or justin uh find different kind of work in the construction field i worked as a teacher also as a nanny and um we just decided this is we can't we can't do it this way if we want to help hundreds and thousands of kids. Yeah. We can't do our regular eight to nine or whatever job. Mm-hmm. We need to build something that eventually creates a legacy that we can help fund the dreams of hundreds of thousands of kids. So we had to mm-hmm. dream bigger, think bigger and find beautiful people that had similar dreams and help connect with them. So really, that's kind of how we started um I think down the road of just connecting with people and volunteering, uh, not so much going to Guatemala so that we could 
uh, talk to everyone necessarily about, you know, what our faith and what we believe is, but connecting and learning and experiencing the culture and seeing what are people's dreams, where are they struggling, where can we be part of it and support so that they start living out their dreams. And I think being part of different groups and helping them see their dreams, whether it's starting a food center for a church, start and spark or a little kid's school, or going and visiting people at the hospital, like they actually did it. And we got to be part of that little push to put it over the edge. That's where we're like, we have what it takes in us to help stir up a dream in someone else. <laughs> so how can yeah, we make this good. a thing, a big thing where hundreds and thousands of kids are going to be impacted? That's awesome. I love that Like you guys are a great example of what just passion-led leaders look like. You know, it's the kind of people that people want to gather around and follow just because it's so clear that what you're doing is what you care about. And that comes out in the way that you talk about it, it comes out in the way that you interact. And I love what you said too about going and figuring out and learning, you know, spending the time to learn what the actual needs are. I think a lot of people look at a situation and they make their own assumptions about what the needs are That's and then so they try good. to help. And sometimes that can actually yeah. hurt yeah a, a culture more than help the culture and so that's just a wonderful beautiful thing and it's really um I, I it's cool because i see a lot of times passion-led leaders can end up in in situations where they are just kind of going by their gut um and not even even keeled enough to figure out like okay my gut is is good it gets me you know motivates me but i've got to figure out how to like curtail that enough to actually figure out what people need mm -hmm. i think that's part of bringing those right people around you and in your case the right people isn't necessarily the right board or the right mm -hmm. volunteers but it's the right people of going into the area that you care about and saying you're doing something right and we choose to support what you're doing versus coming in trying to change what they're doing yeah, yeah. which is super interesting yeah. um actually before we started the podcast you mentioned something about you said, like, we're kind of in the second phase. Like, we yeah. started out like a shotgun, try and do everything. Um, and now we've worked with organizations. Now we're kind of in the second phase of kind of dialing in what it is we want to do. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think sometimes people feel like they have to know exactly what it is that they're going to do first before yeah. they can do anything at all. That's a great yeah. point. Do you want to hit on that, Justin? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah. Well, for us, so running my construction company and, and being in the small business owner's world, uh, it really transformed the way that we originally thought we were going to do ministry and things mm -hmm. like that. So originally it really was, we actually worked with Street Kids uh, Direct. It's an organization down there. And we worked with just a couple different, not always full-time, um, but we worked with a lot of street youth. And one of the things that we kept seeing over and over is just the turnover rate and like the mentorship and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so... As I was up here, um, we started, like, through learning more about my business running a construction company and whatever, it it really brought the importance of, like, in, I call it, like, I love this phrase, interdependent business owners. It's not just, you're not mm -hmm. just an independent mm -hmm. business owner, you're not just a business owner in your industry, you're interdependent on other industries, on other collaborations with, um, with people going the same way as you. But, so with that being said... Um, uh, our phase two um, is a little bit like this. I'm not sure how exactly it will pan out, but I do know that like we have friends moving this way. So most of our friends on there are small business owners. Um, so one of the ways that we wanted, like one of my favorite things to do is that we started um, 
with our friends, we started doing kids camps. So we'd take these kids from, uh, um, best way to say it, just very people that were thrown into very difficult situations as um, as kids and high communities and high risk situations. Uh, we don't we're not in the safe part of Guatemala. Um, we're in pretty it's pretty intense. These kids uh, experience a lot of trauma. So what we try to do is we try to get them out of their sphere of influence long enough so that they could see change and hope. And hopefully the leaders that we're working with can pull out the best inside of them. Hmm. Um, so that's one of my favorite things to do is like where phase two for me is, is being able to do that on a more, a larger scale. We used to do like 60 to 80 kids, but, um, I more frequently in a, in a larger scale, being able to do kids camps. Um, a lot of it's just destroying fear, destroying like, like predetermined ideas of, of like, this is who I am. Like, Oh, I'm just shy. You know, Mm -hmm. no, actually you're, you're actually giving into fear that you're going to be rejected. Hmm. Um, something like that. And then the next part is as those kids come out of those situations, if they're in an orphanage or wherever, is to go to, this is what Jenna wants to do, go into the space, get a bunch of, you know, people from that area volunteering and flipping, um, as in taking the space, getting all their old furniture, um, paint everything outside and getting rid of it and giving them a new space. So when they come back to their orphanage or whatever, they actually, they, they, the internal change actually they start seeing a visible change mm. where they live mm. and um just bringing up like that's that's what i want to see is like i always hated it going like like growing up and then going to camp or something you have this incredible experience and then you go back home and you're like oh my gosh i'm stuck with it just a like it's all my same. problems yeah. and, <laughs> you know, and hey, but yeah snap and back so, to reality yeah <laughs> exactly and so if, if we can help ease that a little bit and of course there's a part of you know following up the community yeah. you know the community yeah. aspect but at the same time there is something about just the physical nature of seeing your room transformed because um, a lot of times where these kids will go back to it was the very place they were abused it was yeah, the very place sure. that they were put in those difficult situations. So it's trying to, like, and they, they can't move. Most most of the street kids that we work with uh, are leave at age six or seven yeah. um, hmm. because of the domestic violence at home is so intense that they find it easier to live on the streets. Wow. Um, so, so, yeah, go I ahead. Can I touch on that a little bit? So part of the way that that dream kind of started coming into <clears throat> just sh- taking shape, really, is... Um, we're, we talk and we pray, we're like, what, how, what, when, where, like, how much money, how can we do it? Just asking all these questions and finally we're like, God, just how can we marry the, now because we, we have this passion for business. We didn't know it five years ago when we were backpacking and traveling and staying in a really confused. cozy loft in <laughs> with five other guys. But we know it now, you know. It's like, Jenna, Jenna's the business person. That, that I just, but I don't know. But Justin, the way his mind works is just amazing. And I, I wonder if he doesn't give himself enough credit for that sometimes. Yes, he's handsome, but he's also brilliant on the inside. Absolutely. You he guys, also, our listeners can't see it, but he is a shining beacon. Super yeah. guapo, muy guapo. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but he's even better looking. How do you say this? It's, 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 it's kind of like, I can't read you the rest of your hand right here. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Dyslexia, you wrote a backward baby. Yeah, yeah, dyslexia, I got it. No, No, but being a male model in this time and place is just difficult. (laughs) No, but it's so funny because we're such, we love people. That's Mm -hmm. our saving grace in everything that we do is that we just love people and we can't help but find beautiful aspects and just every person that we meet that's why we see i think it's because we're forever optimists i don't know business kind of beats that out of you sometimes um but we we didn't know that we would end up running a business but we took the leap we went technically (laughs) i was gonna say it was my dad gave me two weeks to decide if i wanted it or not like justin (laughs) do it do it do it and i told jen i'm like no and then um it's it's kind of sad because like inside like i love what i you know business like i love the connections and stuff that i do but it's, I, I'll i be honest on it. It's like, it's not that I dread it every morning, but there is a spot of where I'm like, my, people think that when we're in Guatemala, we, um, it's like a vacation. Like we're, mm-hmm. we always joke, like go where your joy wants you to go. You know what I mean? So you mm-hmm. become like a vacationary or something like that, which in some cases that happens. But to us, we work more down there than like up here, we put a lot of hours a in. Lot of hours. A lot of hours in because we, we we make up we make up for our disorganization in time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's terrible. It's a yeah. terrible habit. And uh, my poor team members. They're just beautiful. <laughs> they're such great. You know, they're they're yeah. awesome. That but... brings up a really good question. So, like, yeah. aside from, I mean, twenty twenty was a crazy year for everybody, and twenty twenty one is looking like it's still going to be a bit of a crazy year. But aside from those challenges, what would you guys say is, has been the biggest challenge in doing what you do? That's a great Sheesh. question. Do you mind if I touch on that? Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm interested to see what your answer is. Justin's looks. So distracting. So distracting. <laughs> How did you, you know? Thought, it's crazy because yeah. now the well, mask is I had something and now it left. I'm very Sorry. much that squirrel person. If I see a squirrel, I'll look away. I will be looking at you, making eye contact in my mind, thinking, focus, listen, pay attention. And then squirrel. No. So it just distracted me. Okay. So business, what was hard? This last year was one of the best years we've ever had in business, um, relationships, because we didn't let all the restrictions kind of stop us from it. And we just took an opportunity, whether it was Zoom calls, phone calls, following up with friends, whatever it looked like, we did it. If people were comfortable being visited, we did it. Because some people, um, you know, would still respect them and be safe, whatever that looks like to them. But some people just needed a little more love and time than, yep. than you know, being, you know, left alone, really, this last year. <laughs> yeah. So... What was really difficult this last year is that because we've been blessed with the people surrounding us and people pouring just life and helping us be educated and we worked so hard and read and uh, trainings and all these things we've been part of, we just kept growing. We kept growing. We couldn't Mm. stop but keep growing. And I feel like the bigger our team gets, the bigger our business gets, the bigger... 
the bigger jobs we get, we started maybe with a $20,000 job or a $60,000 addition remodel. And we were like, oh my gosh, Justin, somebody just gave us $30,000. <laughs> we got this. To now it's like, okay, $60,000. That's that's a good average or 160000 It's not like you're bummed out, but it, you're it's not. like it, you're excited <laughs> yeah. because you get to do it. But at the but, same time, you're just like. But no, the, just the jobs just... are getting bigger. The challenges are getting more exciting. Mm-hmm. And always with the goal of helping people making, because this is yeah. like whatever the investment is this is a family's investment they work so hard for so we always want to make sure we give them a beautiful experience and product i'm going to go back to your question (laughs) so with that in mind we just we kept growing because that was the only choice is just keep going keep growing if you're not i feel that if you're not growing there's really no slowing down if you slow down you're going backwards yep Mm -hmm. and if you try to maintain where you're at you're going backwards. At least in our the way our little business runs, um, we were able to go from a year where we did not even half the revenue we did like last year. I think at the end, not that it was all profitable, so we're gonna learn more this year. Mm-hmm. But I think with our small team and with you know bathroom remodels, a couple additions, and kitchen remodels, we hit at least 1.5 million in revenue, which was amazing. Awesome. Next year, we want to be able to hit maybe less than that. It's it like could be less. 300,000 and then just <laughs> triple. Just be more profitable, <laughs> right? But the, the reason I'm sharing this is because all of that happened with growth, learning, and relationship. Yeah. But the more we keep growing, I feel like the harder it seems and the mm. farther away the dream of helping hundreds of thousands of kids yeah, gets. Mm, yeah. And this is what we're in the process of having a conversation about is how can we make sure that this business is not taking us away from the dream yes. from the kids. Mm-hmm. That is um, a big deal. Yes. <clears throat> and our our thing was this is a good vehicle where we can love people, serve people, enjoy our lives, learn, and then eventually be able to profit so much that we can give hundred percent away if we can you know mm-hmm. um but there's so many challenges of being we're not a hundred percent you know business owners yet we're in the process of buying the business um but there's so much that overtakes you emotionally really mm-hmm. you don't have and i see say this affectionately again you don't have one boss you have like 10 bosses or you have 12 <laughs> bosses or 12 right. bosses and their children you know what i mean yep. and yeah, thankfully exactly. we've had the most beautiful clients that we could ever have asked for most fun projects but it really is the more we keep growing because we can't really slow down like how how can like god can you give us wisdom like what do we do how do we maneuver so this is taking us closer to being able to help the kids to remodeling orphanages Mm -hmm. to taking kids on camps shopping trips and eventually being able to have a dream center a dream school where kids can learn trades and when they're kicked out of orphanages or government facilities Mm -hmm. where we can have a place to welcome them where they can have really awesome qualified people to help them teach them love them encourage them and eventually be able to help them fund and create their own business just really to be able to install a mindset in the kids and the youth where they don't have to think, I, I have to make tortillas for the rest of my life, or I'm yeah. going to be a mechanic. Those are beautiful things we all, I don't know about you guys, but I love tortillas. <laughs> I, I love when my car works. So, I mean, those are beautiful, noble things, but we want to be able to spark life and joy yeah. and vision into these kids. And we just want to make sure 
this business is taking us there. Yeah, instead mm-hmm. of like drawing you away from right. it. It's, yeah. it's usually think things we see a lot with nonprofit leaders too. Where like you you can get so busy doing yeah. the work that you're not actually accomplishing the mission. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's right. a it's a it's that's kind of right. a black hole that there's always going to be more you can yeah, do for work. Really there's always more money you could earn. There's right. more things. But here's the pattern that we see a lot of times too with uh, with nonprofit leaders and charity leaders and business leaders is like growth always leads to new levels of chaos. Mm-hmm. And then those new levels of chaos need to be combated with the right actions. Yeah. And you take those right actions and you build great systems. I love and that. And that sets you up to be able to get to the next level of growth, which is yeah. going to lead to more chaos. There's always going to be this cycle. Right. But what you can do is you can build in to your systems a way to... Uh, remove yourself a little bit more from the details yeah. of what's going on so you can focus mm-hmm. more of what uh, you were specifically designed to do and you were created to to change in the world so you can focus on that stuff more and empower people who are really really great at what they do to do some of the things that you were doing before yeah yeah i like that earlier because justin you said when you're originally talking i can do it but that's not where i'm supposed to be yeah mm-hmm. and the more clarification that like, the more that each of us focuses on that, there's so many things that we can do, mm-hmm. but it's the it's in the saying no that we find the best yes that we can yeah. bring Absolutely. to the world and bring to other people. That's good. Well, hey, we're going to wrap up with a question that we ask all of our guests here on the podcast, but we'll probably have you guys back on again sometime soon, because I know there's a lot more to talk about, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, sometimes it's like, these episodes are too short, yeah. for sure, but uh, it's still, it's great, though. You can pop it on, you can you know, do, do a little ask thing. Ask the like question. It. Okay, the question is... <laughs> What does the idea of building a legacy mean to you guys? Why didn't you take that? No, you you go first. You're on a roll. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it goes back to giving back that, again, that little seed that was planted in me with when a family or, or Americans, you know, people came to visit me at the orphanage, right? It, it sparked life and hope into me and just that whole idea but in a much bigger scale we want to be able to do that and provide opportunities where kids can be in an environment where their imagination is sparked where their Mm. dreams are sparked and a passion for changing their own communities and countries and being business owners not just employees which is not bad being an employee but i think that all of us are so brilliant in so many different ways Mm -hmm. but there are lots of people here that might tell us that, but those kids don't necessarily have someone reminding them or pulling that out of them. Sure. So we want to create a place where the kids can have access to being encouraged and eventually the funds to be able to create their own businesses and help more kids, which is just going to keep multiplying over the years. Awesome. Yeah. That's a great answer. Justin, like, how about you? Geez. Did you say it all? Or did you have any more to add to that? Yeah, I don't know. It's funny because like, when you ask me that, this is so, so cheesy, but it's like, uh, I think it was Picasso who said it. It's like, uh, the enemy of great art is good taste. And Ooh. and the reason why I say that is because there's so many, there's so many good things that you can like, like for legacy wise, you know, my, I was, I've been a part of just a lot of cool people and, and things and it's funny the people that I that I feel like I'm supposed to look up to nowadays and once when I start to get to know them I'm like mm, no because it like <laughs> there's they like there's such a, a need for strong leaders these days and mm-hmm. and but at the same time there's such a disconnect sometimes with with the heart of uh, like mm. like I don't know how to explain it it's like 
that that question really just struck me so i'm just like oh my gosh <laughs> i so for me like it it looks like this it looks like like when i look at when i have kids or the kids that i work with and whatever um it's like a legacy for me is like i think freedom is an incredible legacy mm-hmm. i think being able to to fail and succeed at your own risk i think um being able to try and and not take a handout of of something that that was given to you and and just stay like like letting someone else dictate your your life or your financial freedom hmm. versus taking responsibility and control of it like that when i think of legacy that's like i'm like i i want to pass that on i want to be like you're equipping, you're really equipping the kids and the youth to be yeah. leaders yeah yeah it was like uh i think it, yeah it was like a thomas Paine did a like a like a poem about it like like i do not wish to be you know a common man i wish to be uncommon if i can you know i i seek opportunity and not modernity to be like to be you know anyways it's just like like that's what i think what what when we kind of see the world turning around is um we're starting to see people like wake up into the reality that they're they're so it's not necessarily the the opportunity itself but it's like it's loving people mm-hmm. you know anyways it's just mm. i went a little too deep i think no i was like i should have listened to thomas merton this morning <laughs> <I think laughs> like, freedom freedom is an incredible yeah. legacy i mean yeah. and and just being able to live from a place of victory rather than being a victim exactly. all the time right. like actually yeah. having that and it's really cool to see you guys care mm-hmm. about that and then also figure out how can we give that you know to to these kids in guatemala that mm-hmm. just they, they're gonna have a really hard time experiencing that without somebody saying like this is a need this is a real need and you may not even realize it's your mm-hmm. need but yeah you need someone pulling that out yeah. of you and helping you to get that so cool yeah. yeah um justin and jenna where can our listeners find you that's a great question <laughs> like, uh, we kind of hide no it's there's this really cute loft in the dark <laughs> <laughs> about six, 12 hours by the bus no um i i uh, suppose we don't actually have any really well, non-profit name just, yet but what's well, fine i mean if I you got say, even like a business email like if say, someone wanted to reach that. out and say oh, hey yeah. i want to help with this <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say how can they contact we should just that's give them an actual answer that's a great question all right so <laughs> place that you can reach us at is obviously like i'm on facebook so justin david bakken on facebook works and then um for our business page which would be the actually easiest if you have questions about it that's how a yeah. lot of our friends get onto us is uh at extramileconstruction.com and then my email is justin at extramileconstruction.com and that's all without the e it's x-t-r-a okay yeah yeah it's like x-t-r-a not e-x-t-r-a yeah Yeah. all right got it cool and we'll have all that in the show notes so you guys if you want to reach out right (laughs) if you want to reach out to them ask more questions about what they're doing in guatemala or i mean hey if you need some construction stuff apparently they could probably help you with that too which is great um make bigger uh, showers definitely check down in the uh check down in the show notes for that it has been an absolute pleasure having you guys here on the podcast with us thank you guys so much thank you for being on thank you appreciate it Thanks for listening to the Legacy Builders Movement. If you appreciate this podcast and find that it's valuable, the best way that you could help us is to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. To learn more about Legacy Builders, go to LegacyBuildersInternational.com. That's LegacyBuildersIntl.com. 